Good evening, and thank you for being with me here on Principled Living. God's world, man's law, real life. Now let's talk business. My name is David Bradley Brown. I'm here today on Principled Living. Um, this is basically just a podcast in which we will discuss uh, relevant topics uh, happening in the world, relevant to mankind, uh, whether that would be dealing with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, just food, water, shelter, as we're all experiencing now uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, We'll talk about social distancing, food, health issues, um, relevant laws being in place, uh, the status and state uh, of our union with the country, presidents, politics, uh, you name it. Um, Today's first episode, though, I'd like to talk about eternal inheritance. Uh, recently, um, I just experienced a death in my family. My grandmother had a very close relationship with her and, uh, she did not die of COVID virus. You guys were all wondering that, but you know, just, uh, when death happens, it just makes you take a pause in life and reflect on your prior years and relationship with that person or that significant person. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, a lot to deal with, you know. It's definitely a mourning period that you have there that you just want to process uh, the information you received of, of that loved one going away. But you, I guess we all ask ourselves that question, What what is the meaning of life? How do we measure a person's life? And uh, how do we honor that person's life? Those are questions that came to my mind uh, just recently, but I think um, the main issue when someone dies is uh, after, after, you know, you get together as a family, you have to talk about that person's estate and whether or not there is any inheritance uh, for the heirs that are left behind. And uh, that process was a stressful process for me because we know that when people do leave inheritance or trying to leave inheritance, there's always forces fighting for those resources or assets. Uh, In my case, uh, you know, a relative did not disclose that there's inheritance left over, but tried to use those resources uh, to pay for my grandmother's burial, which is nothing wrong in that intention, but... I believe that the fact that that was hers for was, you know, to not even disclose something that is legally entitled to someone, but you're just trying to take advantage of that person or situation for your own intentions, which you don't have any right or entitlement to. So therefore, I think that comes into play with different laws and equity or social laws that we have in place in the world today with man's law. But I think um, the way this program and podcast I have set up I want to not just address the 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 non-secular aspect of things, but I want to address the secular too because I believe uh, the spiritual and the natural go hand in hand. And if you want the most effective and benefit uh, potential in your life, in order to achieve that, you have to do both hand in hand. So uh, this show is not just a Christian show. This show is not just going to be a show for, you know, believers or non-believers or people that are just interested in politics and business this show applies to mankind and we're trying to have a 
honest, truthful, transparent conversation about this life that we've all been blessed to live, who we all come from, the source of our strength, uh, the source of our being, which is God. We don't deny it. There's things that we can't answer, and those secret things are left to the person who, who did it all. And so when we're going to delve into this concept of inheritance, uh, I want us to look be look at it from a broad perspective, not just, you know, this this inheritance that we experience in this world, but the internal inheritance, which is most to me the most uh, beneficial and vital inheritance that we can ever grasp. Um, going back to my grandmother's situation, I see that you know uh, the inheritance that left over is an insurance policy, a common policy. Uh, when people get insurance policy, there's two types of policies there. You either have uh, your whole life insurance policy or a term policy. Most people are familiar with term policies because your whole life insurance policies are life insurance policies that are more costly because they're transferable assets, meaning you can transfer those uh, while you're alive. You can use it for purchases on uh, houses, mortgages, and, and you can include uh, several stock options things that are more uh, alienable and transferable. When you have things like that, they're, they are more costly because um, of the transferability and, and the high market value of those that you can apply to your financial estate. Uh, other things that the more common ones are the term policies because they're cheaper, uh, meaning that I can pay a certain amount of money and expect that policy to be paid out um, under the terms of agreement for a number of years with that term be. Uh, 50 years. However, the only problem with that is if the person does not die within that period, it's a waste of money because you'll never see it because the person didn't die within those terms. So you got to be careful and understand, you know, the situation you're in in, in regards to what type of policy uh, you decide to take out. But I mean, at the end of the day, we all should be planning for a state plan because, you know, it's just an inevitability of life that, you know, we all will die, but it's just a matter of when. You know, so you want to make sure that, you know, your loved ones are taken care of and the people that you leave behind are, are not in disarray uh, when that time comes. Um, I know as far as African Americans go, this is something that we tend to not want to talk about because, you know, we have the, uh, we have the, uh, I guess the mindset you know, that we're going to live forever or, you know, that's not my problem. Let somebody else handle it when it comes down to time. But too many times have I seen in families and dealing with people and going to churches and you hear the the uh, the gossip of what's going on when people die. And it's, it's a lot of thing, unnecessary troubles and issues that we uh, as a people don't have to experience if we just sit down and write our will. If that's uh, within the laws of your state. I mean, I understand that we have to understand that everybody comes from different states. So some of the information that I might say on this podcast might apply to you specifically in states, so therefore, please go and research that. Don't just take my word for it. Uh, you want to do your due diligence in the areas, but overall, generally, I'll try to you know do our overall uh, general uh, application of the law uh, as it applies to you know the, you and in your state. Uh, but for most part, most states do accept holographic wills. It means that your intent of how you want your property to be manageable be uh, given to you as long as they're written down and signed with your signature. 
But like I said, you want to make sure you follow those laws and process so there's no issues with that. Because uh, some states might accept that, some states might not. But for the most part, you just want to make sure you do have a will. Because you don't want your assets passing uh, through uh, probate. You want to vote probate at all costs. Probate means that you have to submit that will or or property to avoid uh, intestate succession, meaning without a will. Uh, that means the state has to go through the state and the state will handle the affairs as they have laws given to that, whether that be divided to your kids in equal shares or to your spouse, half share, then the rest goes to your kids, divided equally, parata. Um, you just want to avoid that. It's easier to, you know, Say, I have a house and I want to make sure my wife's taken care of. I have this much money. This goes to them. This goes to them. That goes to them. Because, uh, you know, you I, I just believe in the state's good. But at the end of the day, the state should not be involved in family affairs. Because God already has that in order. And the man's the head of his house. And he knows how to divide that property uh, accordingly. Because he's been providing for his family since the, the start of his family. He's established that family. So I just like to fall on God's principles uh, first before I fall and rely on state because the state's there to keep order but at the end of the day it might not be the same intentions and wills of god because the separation of church and state so we just have to keep those little you know tangents in mind as we process information and move throughout the world uh, again this is my first podcast i'm still i'm talking and rambling on about a lot of different issues and uh you know bear with me as i mature down this path of uh of uh podcasting and, and lecturing ungodly principles and and man's law uh <clears throat> going back i think we all want to, to 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 have inheritance left to us whether it be from our parents grandparents when you have inheritance it makes you feel loved it makes you feel protected it makes you feel secured uh my wife uh, before this podcast actually asked me a question about uh what is our inheritance supposed to be and at first I thought maybe, you know what, God has an eternal inheritance for us that's just separate from what we inherit here in our lives. I mean, meaning that, you know, that the only time we receive an inheritance from God is when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you receive the Holy Spirit and, and you know, when you die, you have eternal life. But after studying, praying, and the Holy Spirit working on me, I realized there's actually only one inheritance. And you would say, what do you mean by that, uh, David? Uh, what I mean by that is the inheritance that we all, you know, that people are fighting over, whether that be uh, from their mother, grandfather, ancestor, or, or uncle, aunt, whoever someone leaves, what we don't understand is that it all comes from the same source, and that source is God. Uh, God's inheritance, really, uh, when you receive an inheritance, what you're receiving is, um, let me see, I wrote some things down. When you receive an inheritance, since what you're actually receiving is, you're receiving a promise to flourish. You're receiving a promise to territory, jurisdiction, rule, security, and invested fulfillment. And I equate all those things to God before I equate to the person who God's working through you to get through, for you to receive that inheritance. We have to, we have to always relate back 
to the source. And ultimately, the eternal inheritance, because of that love for that your uncle, and we have to understand God is love, is that's why your uncle left your inheritance in the land of the living. Because he already understands that God has the inheritance that he he understands that the inheritance he's leaving you is just as just a uh, basically a, a fallen apple from the great tree of eternal inheritance. So when we all die, we understand that God has loved us so that he gave his only son so we can have eternal life and experience that eternal inheritance of flourishment. And that flourishment means no sickness, no more disease. No more dying, no more pain, no more agony, no more unhappiness. Then we also have to understand that we have the promise to territory, promise to the promised land of our fathers, Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, David, Jesus. The promise of, guess what? The Israel, the promised land that was left to us. As we look back, I believe uh, it was the promise of our inheritance is take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given you the land to, to possess. Distribute the land by lot, according to your clans. To a large group, give a larger inheritance. To a smaller group, a smaller one. That's Numbers 33, 53 through 44. Um, that verse was uh, actually beneficial to me and understanding when I received my inheritance from my grandmother after her intent was to, to leave an inheritance. So one thing about what you have to realize in inheritance is in order for you to inherit something, you have to what? Accept it, receive it. Uh, so too many times people will give up their inheritance. If we take a look at uh, Esau and Jacob and, and how Jacob actually, he vowed the inheritance of his brother that he was willing to trick for it. Meaning that he was willing to actually trick his brother for his birthright. He was willing to trick his brother for the blessing. Now you say, well, okay, isn't our God a God of uh, fairness? And that would be unethical. But we have to understand our God is a jealous God. And for a person to act, sit there and not care for their birthright that God has given them life to, he had immediately, there's nobody, no one can actually take your birthright unless you give it to them. Or you don't, you deny it, don't accept it. So in that instant, Esau is really spitting in God's face why he sold it to his brother for a bowl of soup for comfort and later on this podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna really go into detail uh and further podcast about principle living what we call this uh this podcast here the show it's about principle living because we have to understand that our manufacturer is god and he designed us our operating system we were meant to operate off principles not emotions and too many times that we, we don't understand that when we do things, how we act, we act strictly off emotion. Emotion to be number one. Emotion to be the best. Emotion to feel good about ourselves. To make ourselves uh, be held higher than other people. To, to build our self-esteem. Uh, it's all emotional because we do things. And I think when we operate... And emotions, that's really our will. But when you operate off a of principle in God's word, you're operating in God's will. And those simple concepts or principles will affect 
how things play out in your life will affect your success. It will affect what type of success because we all understand that, hey, you may apply some principles of the Bible and you'll receive, you will receive uh, the effect by applying those principles. But what you have to understand is not all success is good success. And by you applying principles, not keeping all the principles, yes, God will give you grace. But guess what? It will produce bad success in that time. At a time and place, that bad success will run out. And uh, I think uh, we have to go into deeper clarity in those issues and areas to have uh, more insight and enlightenment to as to as how do we stop ourselves from falling into pits? How do we stop ourselves from not being uh, having consistent blessing and consistent uh, stability? Because when we put anything higher than God in our lives, or we allow ourselves to 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 default or decrease our standard with God so we can increase in our wants faster or our feelings and emotions, then we start to see that, guess what? We're not in the presence of God. And when you're not in the presence of God, therefore, guess what? You're not covered. You don't have that security, which is, comes with the uh, inheritance. You don't have that uh, protection. You don't have that fulfillment, meaning that those godly desires that were in you won't be fulfilled, you'll still have a void there. And you'll start, find yourself questioning, okay, why am I doing this? Even though I've attained what I wanted, I don't feel, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel satisfied. The only way people understand is the only way to be satisfied is to have a relationship with God have the right relationship with other people, your human family, in which, would, in which we all come from, no matter whether we're Hebrews, Africans, Jews, Hindus, Indians, whatever, we all come from one man, and that's what's Adam. And then your relationship with God's creation, do you value the things God created more than you value your God? And we see that done several times through Eve, valuing power, or, or, you know, fame or, or, or authority, you know, to be number one over having that relationship with God as his daughter in Christ or his daughter in general. Uh, or you see, you see, you know, Adam value the relationship with Eve more than he value the relationship with God. And then you see the devil valuing the relationship of being uh being being uh being God versus guess what being created by God it's always a comparison of pride and pride and humility you have to find that equal equal uh balance I think um, right now with this COVID virus, uh, we see several issues issues in the world taking place. Uh, one with uh, income, we see that now there's a shift between 
us generate income by going out in the world and socializing in offices or the work areas such as manufacturing companies to um, government or just going into the field of the work that more work now being shifted to online over the uh, telecommunication waves, airwaves, you want to say, and which, you know, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Charles Monroe uh, quotes that is the territory in which the devil runs to and fro. Now we see bills being paid on more prevalently online, not in person, from rent to uh, electric to uh, gas to whatever. We also see the government encouraging uh, social distancing, meaning that, hey, no longer do you go to restaurants to eat, uh, to sit down and talk face to face. I mean, uh, not face to face, we'll say person to person, you know, uh, no more, no more going to vacations to uh, Hawaii or to state to state, even to Canada, to Mexico, to your borders to travel. It's more do virtual touring, you know, uh, I was sitting there with my daughter. Um, she goes to school online now in kindergarten and they're taking virtual tours of places like the San Diego Zoo or uh, a, uh, a museum in New York, uh, aquariums and stuff like that. Uh, we see even our food services being provided online, shopping, uh, Amazon online, health online telecommunications online you can actually see now the uh the infrastructure to to the ability of the devil always having the um placing in order the chip to 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 get food and 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 to have the uh chip implant in your arm to uh to register for these type of uh economic goods and activities because now everything's really being regulated online and through the airwaves it's uh it's a scary thought yet we know that god's still in control and that we have to focus and hold on to god's words and to know that he's still sitting on the throne no matter what we go through and that he's with us at all times through the good times and the bad times and i think uh my pastor davis from um, Impact Church Jacksonville, as he always states, is that, you know, no matter what we're going through, God is not the author of confusion or a bad thing. He's not, he does not, God does not kill us. This is consequences from sin. It's consequences from the devil's actions to thwart God's word, which cannot be thwarted because God is perfection. So what we have to understand is God is always in control and as long as you're covered by the holy blood, everything works out for the good of them that love the Lord. What brought me some solidarity during this time is understanding that Complete joy comes from Jesus, which he can to complete joy in you and I. Joy is constant fulfillment of delight. When we go through tough times, 
I, I used to be like, okay, yeah, why would I be happy or have joy knowing that, hey, my grandmother died or, hey, uh, I lost my job or, hey, I got laid off or, hey, I don't have my money ain't right. Oh, hey, I worked so hard, didn't get the return of my harvest and stuff like that. But then God worked on me and being refined through the process of trials and tribulations, I finally realized that you should, we should all have joy with us because we have the internal inheritance. It's guaranteed once you believe in Jesus Christ and accept the Holy Spirit comes down in you. It's just, you were guaranteed that's our down payment or our fulfillment of the condition to receive it. And no matter what happens here in this life, we got to understand life goes on. Just when people die, I had to realize, you know, our God is not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. The only time you die is when you don't have God or Jesus in your life. That's spiritual death. That means there is no existence. But my whole thing is, is that guess what? Because we believe in Jesus, we truly don't die. You know, God says, I'm the God of Jacob. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. God did not say, I was the God of Jacob. I was the God of Isaac. Those people are still living. Therefore, it's like we have to understand that, hey, they're not in our presence, but they're present with the Lord. So it's like, you know, that's a, that's a deep, that's a deep thing. And uh, uh, actually gives me joy in my spirit to know, you know, that, hey, you might not be your, your present in that body, but you're present with the source you, you've made to your destination that you've been working towards and building your, your hopes and dreams on things eternal and storing your goods on things eternal. Because everything we have to realize here, everything that we have here is only temporal. And we can't take none of the things we have here with us. So therefore, the, the best inheritance I can give my kids, or I can give my wife, is that, guess what? I can give them the, 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 the internal inheritance that God has given us all by pointing them back to the source. And because I point them back to the source, God blesses me to what? Have them be when I leave, to have them have inheritance, to have them flourish here on earth. Because guess what? All God does is good. He does good here. He does good there. When we say that prayer, we say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as on earth as it is in what? Heaven. Therefore, what you have to realize, if God has greatness in heaven, surely he has good things here on earth. So therefore, we have to do both the spiritual and the natural and when you do the spiritual first, everything else in the natural will align because it's a top-down effect. And I think, uh, you know, I finally realized that because, you know, because I'm seeking internal inheritance, because I secured that first, therefore it's naturally going to follow that I make sure that my kids receive eternal inheritance and that I make sure, guess what, my kids have that flourishing when I'm gone set up because, hey, I'm now, guess what, I'm, I'm fighting to, to make sure they receive inheritance, a life insurance policy. I'm working towards that. I'm working towards ownership of a business, a law firm, or, 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 or a restaurant, a franchise, so they can have inheritance towards that. Uh, I'm investing wisely and uh, uh, being, being diverse in my, my uh, you know, uh, portfolio of stocks. Because why? You're doing all these things, your whole purpose of, of, 
of working and, and, and having God blessing you with a legacy is so guess what? They have an inheritance because when you're gone, all the things are going to go, are, are, are go to them either intentionally through your will or in, unintentionally through the state's laws. It goes to, it goes to your, your seed, your heirs. Your heirs are parent. They call them while you're living, but once you die, they call them your heirs. So what you what we have realized is uh, the God designed us for his glory, but in his glory, he allows us to work and manage the things he's bestowed and blessed us with. And through that, we show we work towards excellence. And excellence is what? Obeying God's word and doing the things he does and your success in your and by doing so and leading people to God and, and doing the right things and good things, what comes from that is excellence. Excellence and the fact that, guess what? Your kids are taken care of. Excellence in the facts of what? The people around you are taken care of. Excellence in the, in the things of what? You're producing the fruit of the spirit. Your spirit, your, your, your spirit full. Uh, it says, um, As you live in the Spirit, your life will be changed to produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's Galatians 5.22. Don't settle for second best. Aim to be full of the Holy Spirit. Receive your inheritance. And I've realized that, you know, second best really is when you don't put God first in anything. If you receive nothing... We should all be striving to receive God first and mean that if I strive to receive my internal inheritance first, I've received everything because within God is everything and anything else, whether that be me saying, hey, you know, I want to be a millionaire first. When I do that, I'm settling for second best because, hey, that's not from God. If I say, hey, I want to receive, uh, you know, to be presence or the United States or to be a king and queen and put that first in my life, that's not from God. If I want my kids to be taken care of and put my kids first, that's not from God. What we have to do is we can't settle nothing but the best from God. And the best from God is what? Love. And uh, I think uh, to break it down, the scripture, Luke 9, 22, it says, whoever wants to be my disciple, meaning have a relationship with God, must deny themselves. You must deny yourself of your wants, of your desires. Because basically, anything that's the opposite of love, you must deny yourself. And what's the opposite of love? That's sin. And what's the opposite of your yourself? That means you should not try to save the, the, the life that you desire. And I mean, we all have our desire life. I think uh, there was a song out there. I'm living the best life. Basically, your best life is not God's life. And anything other than that, it's just second best. And take up your cross daily. And uh, I, I was reading this many years. I used to think the cross was me taking up Jesus's cross, meaning that I got I got to spread the gospel I got to, uh, you know, live, live, uh, sin free and, and, and not break any commandments. But what he's saying is really just saying we have to realize 
that was Jesus's cross. But he specifically says, pick up to take up their cross. And I, what I have to realize, you know, Jesus might have died for my sins and paid that. But end of the day, those sins that he paid for, a person who took on sin, who knew no sin, those are still things that I've done. And those are still things that even if I didn't do, people persecute me for because he was persecuted. People don't, it's not that people don't like me, it's that people don't like God. They don't like God's character. And that's the cross that, guess what, we all have to pick up each day is, that guess what, we have to, we have to, uh, we have to love ourselves despite knowing our iniquities. We have to push forward in God's name even though, guess what, somebody just did spit in our face or somebody is putting us down and they don't have no reason to put us down or they ain't doing us right or guess what, we ain't. But that doesn't mean we just go out there and act ungodly or be petty or or continue to continue the circle of of feud or or circle of of uh, disgrace. You know, when you uh, when you when you don't save your life and you you actually give love to, even to your enemies and and you give those fruits that God has put into you into your operating system, those fruits of peace, gentleness. Uh, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. That's when, guess what? You really are walking with love every day. And when you walk with love every day, I end on this note. You walk with God. Take care, and I'll speak with you another day.